I guess a lot of what's wrong with pharma is why a lot of people are now choosing alternative and holistic health practices because it's just a totally different way of looking at the body. Welcome to the HGW Podcast. We're your hosts, Zoe Sakutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind-the-scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness. Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise and bring you information you can actually use. No shaming, no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey. Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend. Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. (laughs) Um, how are you feeling on this? Here's going to be my new greeting. Okay. When I come up to somebody on the street, uh-huh. I'll be like, good afternoon. It's nice to meet you. Can I see your tongue? Right. Um, why do you want to see my, do you want to see my I tongue? I want to see your tongue. Okay. Show me. Oh, it's nice and pink. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh my God. So I'm not going to die. Um, not today. Yeah, it is. Let me see your tongue. It's got a little bit of a coating. I know. A little white fuzz there. I drank some wine last night. Um, I drank some mezcal last night. But you know what? Okay, here's the thing that happened last night. This is very interesting. I'm listening. I know you're on the edge of your seat right now. I went out for a delicious dinner at Maison Premier in mm-hmm. Williamsburg and had like just just dozens of oysters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm like drooling thinking about it. They were so damn good. And when I got home and I had some mezcal, when I got home, I usually take magnesium glycinate. I usually have it by my bedside table. And it's like great for sleeping through the night, for falling asleep, for relaxing, all the rest. Um, I forgot to take it last night. But what I did do was eat, like I said, a ton of oysters. Mm-hmm. I had I slept like a rock. I slept wonderfully. And I think it's because oysters have a ton of magnesium. Interesting. Do yeah. they? I knew they had a lot of zinc. I didn't know about magnesium. I'm pretty sure they have magnesium. I could totally be pulling this out of my house right now, but we're going to- sounds so good though. We're going to back check this later. <laughs> but um, your sleep brought to you by three dozen oysters and some mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we get someone to advertise that? Um, um, yeah. So anyway, it was like an interesting little experiment. When I woke up this morning, I was just, I had to sort of- put the puzzle together. I was like, wait a minute. How did I sleep through the night so wonderfully? Like having had cocktails so close to bedtime, blah, right. blah, blah. And yeah. then lo and behold, I think I did. I think that math is going to add up. We'll check later. But oh, Okay. Well, I was asking to see your tongue because that's really the main takeaway that we learned from, not the oh, main right. takeaway. Take. But, right, back, back no, to the tongue. But we, when we talked with um, Jennifer Sun, who is the founder of Sun for Soul, mm-hmm. which is a very cool brand that's rooted in Chinese medicine. Her dad was a a acupuncturist. She grew up in a, a Chinese medicine, a Chinese household with yes. Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Yeah. And she's created this very cool business as kind of like an extension of her father's work, basically. Mm-hmm. She has some amazing formulations. So usually when you go to the acupuncturist, they'll send you away with like a bunch of tinctures that have all these sort of like 
very specific concoction, like very specific formulations with herbs, and they do a ton of different things. And honestly, they don't taste very good. But she has, I think, cracked the code here yeah, a little bit. She's made these delicious, <laughs> oh amazing they're like, so, nut butters. They're basically. so unique. Yeah. Like the flavor profile is so unique. Yeah. But she is so uh, educated on the subject too. Yeah. She's got a really great understanding, obviously, of Chinese herbs and medicine. But she also helped us navigate, I think, what everyone today has lumped together in this big bucket of adaptogens. Right. And so we really try and tease out and organize all of these different groups of adaptogens. Um, And it's confusing. So there's like Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, you know, uh, there is, you know, there's like medicinal mushrooms. These are all different sort of approaches. And I think we've got, you know, we've arrived somehow at this place of like, well, the more the better. So we've tended to like slop them all together, but that is not what we should be doing. And she helps us understand why. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's got some good products to back it up. So check out Sun for Soul and um, have a listen. We are here with Jennifer Sun. Welcome, Jennifer Sun. Thank you. Happy to have you. We're so excited to have you. Bringing the sun. Yes, bringing <laughs> the sun. It's not so sunny right now here in New York. And I know you think that you're bringing the rain, but... Today we're bringing the sun. <laughs> they were, tomorrow's going to be amazing. Are you mm. here for the weekend? Yes. Well, then you did bring the sun. Yes. Because totally. it's been raining for like 10 days straight. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty brutal. And wow. then uh, next, And then I'm going straight to London. Oh my God, for more rain. For no sun. For no sun. <laughs> Basically, it's just going to be a very <clears throat> rainy summer for me. Mm, okay. Um, well, enough anyway. of that sad story. Um, oh. We want to hear your happy story. Tell us about Sun for Soul and all of the fun stuff that you're doing in the world of Chinese medicine. Yes. Uh, so I started Sun for Soul uh, late last year. And I had the idea for about a year before I actually launched the products. But I was inspired to collaborate with my father in, and with his expertise in Chinese medicine. He's been uh, an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine doctor here in New York for 35 plus years. And he has been working with a lot of patients. And of course, we've seen a lot of interest in acupuncture and pop-up acupuncture or just Chinese herbs or adaptogens and herbal remedies. And I wanted to create a fun and yummy product that introduces some of the basics of Chinese medicine, but also maybe, um, you know, just inspiring you to try something different, but introducing it in something that you already know. So our first product is a sprouted stone ground almond butter. And we wanted to make the uh, base product very bioavailable, which is why we chose sprouted and stone ground. And we introduced a Chinese herbal blend focusing on sustained energy. So in Chinese medicine, uh, my father has seen a lot of patients that deal with low energy, especially in New York, with stress or just busy everything. Are you from New York originally? Okay, you're born and raised? Yep. All right. Yeah. So, but yeah, starting with a lot of uh, just seeing things coming to the market, but maybe missing a bit of that food element. Um, I know a lot of powdered products are there and it, it was an extra step for me even to take his remedies, you know, making a tea and then I had my um, smoothie or oatmeal and I had literally like four or five different cups of stuff that I would drink before I left the house. Yeah. 
And I said, why am I not just combining everything together? And that's why I chose uh, to create this product because I think it's just multi-purpose, functional, tasty, um, adding a bit of black sesame and vanilla to kind of bring in the Asian uh, dessert flavors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we started with that product. And then our second is a matcha product with Chinese herbs for liver cleanse. So that's another super common ailment that my father treats for, which is related to stress. And when you're stressed, your liver gets more um, inflamed. And also the chi that's not moving out of your liver stays there. And a lot of his patients come to his office because they can't sleep well, or they're just um, not really, they feel a bit lethargic and it's all pretty connected. So we wanted to create another um, fun and tasty product and introducing it in pumpkin seed butter. Instead of almond, pumpkin seed butter is good, great for lowering your blood pressure and maybe more um, if you have an almond allergy, you want to try something else. Um, we wanted to create an option as well. So those yeah, are it's two. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good for um, sort of the nut-free zones. Yeah. Right. Because it's a good alternative. Exactly. And seeds instead of nuts. A lot of people that can, can't do nuts can do seeds. Yeah. yeah so. And you know, kids, mm-hmm. allergies. Yeah. So is your dad still practicing? Yes, he's still. He's in Midtown Tuesdays and Thursdays and he's in Queens, I think twice a week and yeah he used to work a lot more but now I think he's kind of closing down the office you know being a little more Mm -hmm. um being a little more selective uh, yeah selective yeah yeah right I I think I would like to let his daughter just like take take things by storm so (laughs) that's what people want me to do but yeah I'm like okay so when you say you're a doctor of Chinese medicine like what does that actually mean what is the what do you learn? What is the training involved? I think there's like some confusion over here. compares to acupuncture or Uh, in general? Just in general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for him, and I think a lot of students that are studying this now, they study acupuncture and then the Chinese herbs are seen as a, also a pillar of, um, I guess, a way to treat someone in parallel with acupuncture. Mm-hmm. But the baseline is, at, at least for the medicinal part and being a doctor of something that you need to take an exam for, licensed acupuncturist, that's the first license. But the herbs are a really important um, element to it because Chinese herbs help maintain the treatment that comes with the acupuncture. So let's say you have a headache or maybe you're dealing with some, um, I don't know, indigestion. You go to your acupuncturist and they look at your tongue. That's the first diagnosis. They check your pulse. Do they feel a strong or heart cold or weak pulse? Um, Is your skin really cold? Or do you have sweaty hands? Some of those like baseline. <laughs> I, I just raised my hand. Yeah. I always have sweaty hands. It's gro- I'm like clammy. So, so We're going to talk that, about my... Yeah. You're going to like diagnose. <laughs> Basically, we just bring everybody in here so Zoe can give free medical advice. <laughs> because I was like, what, what's your dad's yeah. choice? <laughs> I want to add him. his direct line. Um, but yeah, basically, so understanding uh, your body, that's the first... They're, di- they're diagnosing you with these tools, but really the acupuncture points is what people uh, study, the uh, points that all connect your meridians, these invisible energy lines in your body. And then you can you go for an acupuncture treatment where the needles um, enter certain points that freeze up the energy that might be stuck in a particular uh, channel. And then coupled with that, they study herbalism, which is the herbal remedies that are associated to whichever network they've identified for your acupuncture treatment. So if you're dealing with digestion, maybe it's something for your spleen. And that is really, I mean, I guess maybe because people will go to an acupuncturist and they don't 
get the entire package, there might be that confusion. Oh, I'm seeing an acupuncturist, but I didn't get the herbs. Where is that disconnect? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to just see an herbalist, but I didn't get acupuncture. I think maybe that's why people are kind of confused. What are you studying? But it's really everything altogether. And it really should be, right? Like it's not necessarily, you're definitely not getting the full benefit if you do one without the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I go to my acupuncturist and he also is an herbalist. So he's always like, prescribing me some kind of combination of herbs and I leave with yeah. like seven or eight yeah. tinctures like every time I right. go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so those two things combined means that you have sort of achieved this uh, doctor status of yeah. Chinese medicine. Right, right, okay. yeah. And um, yeah, so you have to take an exam. It's I think it's a four or six year program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you practice in a clinic. And then of course you can pursue other things. Maybe, you know, there are a lot of um, more popular beauty related acupuncture modules. Mm-hmm. But I think the foundation is acupuncture, studying the body and the points and knowing where to um, heal someone based on those, um, you know, and you have to go through lots of practice for it. And then the herbs as well. Yeah. Did you so. do, did your dad do treatments for you when you were a kid? Uh, like, did so you grow he, up with acupuncture? He, yeah, he did some treatments, especially for my mom. She was very sensitive, especially uh, during menopause. Mm-hmm. She was very sick. And I've seen her. She's just like, oh my God, I'm having a horrible headache. And he's like, okay, lay down here on the couch. I'm going to do something. <laughs> it's like really in my house. Um, but when I was younger, I had asthma and he would make me really horrible tasting concoctions that had to like, you know, as a kid, you want to drink a Capri Sun and you don't want to drink this <laughs> gross thing. So I was, we didn't have such a good relationship during that one yeah. year he was Aww. treating me. But I did grow up with a lot of it. And my house was, he, he started the practice in the living room of my childhood home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is like the true <laughs> immigrated from Shanghai, you know, family. And then we started everything here in New York. And now he's really happy doing what he's doing. But yeah, I've grown up with both not only the culture of America, but also the background of Chinese herbalism and healing and, you know, lifestyle culture. And what is your background? What did you study? So I studied bioengineering. I was always really motivated by health science. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I wanted to go into research. So I did a little of, uh, little bit of like protein engineering research. And then I went into consulting and health and pharma. And it further confirmed that I guess a lot of what's wrong with pharma is why a lot of people are now choosing alternative and holistic health practices because it's just a totally different way of looking at the body and creating totally different products. And Yeah, um, oh my God, you the- must have seen... You've really looked under the hood. Yeah, exactly. So I confirmed that this is not where I want to go. And <laughs> although I had the background of, you know, working with businesses and big companies and how to design their businesses and strategize, et cetera, I still had a true passion for holistic health. And it's what I grew up with all the time. And so I kind of brought that experience over to the holistic side. And now this is where I started to Yay, I'm so glad you landed here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice. When nice to have you on our side. Converted. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> converted. So can we talk a little bit about the actual blends and the formulas? The ingredients, yeah, let's get um, into it. The herbs mm-hmm. that you use in yeah. your formulations, why you use them, what they are, and like what bucket do they fall in? I so, mean, I, I would like to just sort of like- Sure. It's very confusing. It's a very mysterious confusing, world. Yeah, sure. So we're, we're, we're trying to sift through, I think, what has been kind of like all lumped together recently. Mm-hmm. And so between like, you know, Chinese herbs- and then you have sort of Ayurveda, right? And then you have this other bucket that is just like adaptogens. Mm-hmm. And then 
under the umbrella of adaptogens, you have all these other buckets, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, well, I'll let you get into it. But I think I I just want to sort of like tease those out and separate them if you can. And and just talk a little bit about why you chose what you chose for for your products. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first understanding of well, if anyone ever wants to start an herbal regimen for a specific cause, I would recommend going to a specialist and, you know, not like buying random herbs off sure. the shelf. I think because there are isolated herbs on the shelf, it creates confusion around what to take for what or, you know, maybe someone sees something on Instagram or a blog or a post about we should take this to help improve energy. I think that creates a lot of confusion. Yeah. Oh, we're the bombarded insulated, with it. Yeah. Like everybody was like obsessed with ashwagandha last year or like in the last yeah. couple of years and it's not great for everybody. Exactly. You need to know what you're getting into. Exactly. So I think that is what's creating a lot of the confusion. Our blends are focused on which is how Chinese medicine looks at an entire body. Your entire body is connected. It's like a garden. Everything needs to be maintained, watered. I'm a garden. <laughs> you are a garden, Zoe. And <laughs> Just not, you. In, not like isolated <laughs> machine systems. Um, one of my favorite books talks about your body as a garden. And I, I love that because everything is connected and it's seasonal. So in the spring, certain things bloom. Mm-hmm. And then as we end at the end of summer, things are you know winding down a bit. Um, I digress. But basically, the herbal blends in each of our formulas are, are paired together to achieve that optimal optimal, um, you know, end delivery of, okay, we want to give you energy. What are we focusing on? And we want to release your liver. What are we focusing on? And it's connecting. It's also including herbs that are targeting the organs connected to the liver. So maybe it's not so much of, okay, I'm cleansing my liver and I'm choosing one herb. It's looking at the entire body. What are the organs connected to it in the world of Chinese medicine? Mm -hmm. And then adding the herbs that supplement it in this way. And these herbs are not, um, the herbal formulas are designed with thousands of years of experience in Chinese medicine. We're not like changing it so much. He might have some more experience with, you know, this person has this condition and now we're altering an ancient formula to help you a little bit. So that's where the personalized Mm one-on-one care is really helpful. Mm -hmm. But the baseline of what people study is how are these herbs blended together to help you achieve certain things? Um, And that's why, you know, you go to an acupuncturist, you have a very specific uh, personalized approach, right? And it's not just one herb, you know, you take this. Uh, The exceptions are what are are known as adaptogens, such as ashwagandha. Um, in the Ayurvedic medicine, but also in Chinese medicine, that would be astragalus. You see that in isolation a little more, which are known as like overall herbs that help benefit you in, a, in like a more immunity boosting way or balancing chi, which is like the holy grail of Chinese medicine, chi mm-hmm. stagnation, energy, etc. Energy is chi. But I think the confusion with what what is adaptogen or not is just um, maybe... Introducing a product as an adaptogen, I guess it's really not an adaptogen. I see it as like one herb that just balances things, but there aren't so many in Chinese medicine. The power of Chinese medicine comes in the formula approach. And that's what we're doing in our products. We're not, we're not saying like, okay, take this one herb for energy or multiple herbs. Um, it's a formula. It's a combination. But, yeah. But so, sorry. So I think it's interesting that there is an opportunity to because you just talked about how it's very personalized in a lot of ways. And that's why you really do need to go to a specialist to have them kind of come up with the best blend for you. But then 
by the same token, you're creating a product that is kind of for a mass mm-hmm. mass consumption. So is that because the ingredients that you're using are kind of universally beneficial or is it the combination in which you're using them that's kind of just like a neutral like how does that how does that right. all Yeah reconcile? so um the formula that we're using is a universal thing uh and for someone that especially in the liver cleansing formula it's a well-known blend of mm-hmm. these herbs we may tweak something for example if you were to go to an acupuncturist we may add something in additional if we want to target it a little more mm-hmm. or we also know that you need to balance your sleep so we'll add something else but it's kind of using a, a baseline formula that's well known and then adjusting it based on your need when you go to a doctor cool So this is a formula that's basically saying like, if you live in the modern world, this is, goes without saying that Mm -hmm. you're probably going to benefit from this combination. And he prescribes variations of this to his patients all the time, especially in the liver formula. Just everyone is um, either really stressed from their external environments or for example, alcohol really creates a lot of stress on the liver as well. And if your body is naturally not cleansing things as easily, it can easily build um, just stagnation of energy mm-hmm. and chi. Yeah. So, so this is like the multi. Yeah. Multivitamin. Exactly. In, and like so much better than yeah. any yeah. possible multivitamin <laughs> that you're ever going to find on the right. shelf. So let's talk about some of these ingredients. So like what's your, let's just do like a quick and dirty on, on these formulas. Okay. So for the liver, I guess the most well-known ingredient or well, not well-known, but focused uh, herb inside of the liver cleansing formula is bupleurum. And it's in Chinese is something different. What but is that's it in Chinese? Like, um, I think it's gantau. Yeah. Something like that is the one that's most focused on. But the reason why I don't like to individually explain oh, okay. each formula, each herb is because that, that creates the confusion. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go take this one because this is like moving this chi. And then it's actually like moving that blood out or etc. It's really looking at the formula in itself and okay. designed in that way because you would never buy the herbs individually hmm. unless you're using them in a cooking recipe, which is more generic like ginseng or something else. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So can we talk about, how do we think about adaptogens in general and, um, and how do we, how should we be using them? Well, I think that... um, Because everyone is throwing around the word adaptogen right now. I know. Everyone in the wellness community is throwing it around. And then outside of this conversation, I think it's still very confusing and just like, like, what's that you said? Mm -hmm. Yes. We're talking about the... So people who are putting out, you know, wellness products right now, I think it's... We're seeing a lot of like adaptogens sort of like as a blanket being added to like a lot of whatever it is, beverages, food. How do you think about adaptogens? What are they? And how should they be combined? Well... And what are they not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think for me, the first thing is, do you understand your body and are you sensitive enough to it to know what it needs? And I consider anything to be an adaptogen if you know what your body needs. So I think the problem might be that, you know, for example, you know that, Zoe, you know that you have clammy hands. Some people might not be so... Go ahead, touch them. Mm, nice. <laughs> Some people might not even know that. <laughs> no, it happens to me quite a bit. I like, happen to I'm be dry nervous. right now. I'm just, yeah. No, I um, just like, and then it, uh, anyway, go But on. certain things like that, I think can really bring to light what do you need for your body before you want to get on an adaptogenic, I don't know, 
lifestyle or anything. It's being aware of your body and you know just understanding: Are you sleeping well? Are you tired? Are you drinking enough water? Are your bowels great? Like, how's your mood? Are you is your are you maybe pushing yourself too much? I think some of those baseline understandings of your body really help you understand. Okay, and also you know maybe I had. This fried food, or I ate something that threw me off a little. How do I balance myself? I think that's the first step, and then you can look at eating, for example, cucumbers to balance that grilled salmon that you had because it was on the grill. Um, grilling certain foods create an imbalance in your body, and then you can rebalance it with watermelon or cucumber, etc. Mm. So I really see adaptogens as things in nature, food, or maybe teas uh, that really readjust your body in the way that you've just unbalanced it in the, like, the most micro levels. And it doesn't mean, okay, this herb or this tea you know, is always an adaptogen, but I can talk about, for example, some more common things that happen. For example, summer, we're sometimes overly heated and things that could be an adaptogen for summer um, might be chrysanthemum teas that are cooling your body down. Um, One way of diagnosing if your body is uh, naturally overheated or maybe heated after certain meals or in the morning um, is to just look at your tongue and see if your tongue is really red. And That means you're overheated? Yeah, if it's really like all over red, it's just a great quick and dirty exercise. I do it all the time in the bathroom and my friends think, where is he? I'm like, oh, how does my tongue look today? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great indicator of what your body is feeling today. But then in general, you have, you know, your overall, you're predisposed to certain things, Mm -hmm. for example. And I think just having, you know, one week of maybe doing a body mapping exercise. Do I wake up tired? Am I craving certain foods at night? You know, am I having restless sleep? Am I not going to the toilet enough, things like that. And just seeing, okay, what are the trends? And then now knowing, okay, I'm in summer and maybe I need to be a little more aware of this because my body is tends to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. That's interesting what you said about the chrysanthemum is cooling. I just, that you like evoked this memory I had of being in Thailand. And I think we were eating at a Burmese restaurant actually. And they had the most amazing chrysanthemum salad. And I mean, I still like, it was one time and it was like basically street food. I mean, it was, you know, maybe five cents for this like huge bowl of chrysanthemum, like blossoms and leaves. And it was so delicious. And like, Mm -hmm. is that because we were in a hot climate? Is like that, is that kind of the Mm -hmm. the theory of why that's such a huge part of the, of the cuisine is because it's cooling. Yeah, I would think yes, which is so interesting because then you see just different things that are paired for especially in such a place that, you know, is pretty true to their original ways of eating. Mm-hmm. Certain things are just paired for certain climates. Um, like in Sichuan, the area, you eat a lot of spicy food because it's very humid outside. So it kind of alleviates the, te- the climate. And I think it's fascinating just to look at all of the ways people eat around the world based on their environments and et cetera. And I feel like because now we live in a, in a society, well, here we get anything say, what we can want. you possibly say about we the US? We want everything, you get it immediately. <laughs> So we lose a sense of that seasonal touch. So, yeah. Well, I mean, here in the Northeast, there's chrysanthemum like everywhere. It's like, you can't kill it. It's like all on the roads, the highways, it's everywhere. Yeah. But nobody's Um, eating it. 
No one's eating it here. No. <laughs> but it's such a, so this is like, for example, a huge cultural, I, I guess for me in my house, someone's always with some cup with chrysanthemum flowers in, the, in their tea because it's just a general cooling uh, herb. And huh. because our, most of our bodies tend to run naturally hot when we have a lot of energy, or if you're tired, bodies naturally overheat. So in uh, Chinese medicine, there are concepts like uh, hot and cold or neutral. Um, hot is associated to the the redness of the tongue. Okay. Cool is associated to a more pale tongue, maybe lower in energy. Neutral means you're doing okay, but you know we always kind of fall out of the neutral, so we need to rebalance. Teas like uh, uh, chrysanthemum is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different types. Okay, you're going to read our tongue later, and you're going to we're going <laughs> to okay. do that. Whole, it's our favorite activity. We're, we're going to do the pulse test. No, not the pulse test. On oh, your, yes. The elements. The elements uh, the test. Oh, that's right, right. right. Yes, we are going to do that a little bit later. We're going to learn what element, which element we are, right? Well, so it will be a combination of elements. Okay. And this is um, calculated using the Chinese horoscope calendar, which follows the moon uh, cycle and it changes every year. And it's like a predisposition, I guess, reading. But of course, depending on what you're, what, you know, you're dealing with now and where you live and what phase of life you're in, it would change a little bit. So, but it's kind of like a a, a fun little way of saying, oh, maybe, you know, that's yeah, why I've like always check been in like a different that. Way. Yeah. So what is it? Okay, so we, we may as well wait. just talk about it now. I know. Why, why can't we just do it? <laughs> well, what? Because I wanted to talk about mushrooms first. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Okay. So we'll go back to the mushrooms. But when you check for your element, it's something that, like, what does it inform? Like, what do you learn from knowing what element you are, and then you, you said you should check it like every, once a year. It changes. Or can no, change? no. Um, so this no, the calculation. Yeah. So it depends. So my father also does this. If you go see him, he'll tell you all about your thoughts, which means uh, what? your it's this is what it's called this elemental reading thoughts, which means eight characters. And it's because in your birthday there are two numbers. In your birth year there are two numbers. Your birth month, hour, etc. So the combination of four, eight numbers makes this reading. So it's important to know your birth hour. Is that the same as numerology or is that a different thing? Um, I think it's different. I know numerology, you're taking the numbers and adding them together to right. come out with like No, no, your you're not adding anything. Okay. Each number and depending on the year has a certain association with a um, element. And basically you get to put your birthday into this calculator and it shows you, you know, your percentage of water or maybe you're lacking something. And it's a nice way of seeing um, maybe what you're more why you are the way you are. And it's not just because you're like a middle child or whatever. (laughs) And there's certain um, emotional uh, or like behavioral tendencies, which certain elements as well. Okay. So, So it's not just physical. Yeah. Oh, there's so many different so many different Points ways to of figure insight. out your fucked up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> gaining insight. Okay, so do you, what? So what are you? I think I'm missing water, which is related to my kidneys, which means that maybe I. Well, yes, I often feel like I don't want to drink water, even though I should really drink a lot more water. Yeah, that's something that I feel like. Oh, I didn't really pay attention to that. But, but was there like a name for your element? No. No. So confused. So basically, so you'll it? see when you put your birthday in, you'll see like a pie chart and it says um, what percentage of 
or maybe you have more fire than water. Maybe you're missing something. And that I think is the most telling because if you know that you're missing uh, water, mm. then you should find certain foods that balance that. Okay. And also water is related to flexibility. So if you mm. know that you're naturally maybe just like not as flexible or… You're literally I know that brittle. I like, sometimes I can be quite stubborn about something. Like I know that I want this one thing. And my dad is like, oh, can't you just rebalance yourself with some water? Wow. <laughs> oh wait, so you meant flexibility oh in terms of being like Emotion- stubborn. Yeah, and like emotional. Not, not yeah, so that's physically. like the emotional thing. So it's not like, what are you? It's what you're missing. Really. So, and just uh, okay. to be clear for people who are listening, when you're talking about where you're doing this input, this is on your website, right? So you can go yeah. on and do your test. It's elements.sunforsoul.com. Okay. We are in the beta version okay. at the moment. But uh, yes, this is where you can get like a high level overview of your breakdown. And then there are associated descriptions of, you know, you might be missing water. This might show up in this way and yeah just so and this is all just based on your birthday this is like insane okay so then how does this stack up with like understanding your dosha which is ayurvedic but are there are you going to see and i know it's not based on birthday i know it's based on other things yeah i feel like there's a lot of data points that people are kind of like compiling to figure out what their formula is so is Mm -hmm. there a Did doshas come into play here? So dosha, it would be the Chinese medicine equivalent of are you hot or cold? What is your yin-yang balance like? Because it's looking at more of your today. So while this Chinese astrological element calculator is based on your birthday, there are additional questions that we can ask to help us understand what should we recommend for you today. And also looking at the season, where do you live, et cetera. So the second phase, but okay, yeah. So, uh, so interesting. What are the, do you know what the doshas are? Um, I'm not so familiar. I know no, there's, there's three like doshas. Pitta, or, Bata, yeah. Pitta, and, um, and uh, like naming the seven dwarfs. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So they do something similar. And I think they also look at, are you behavioral? So they, they will ask you behavioral right. questions as well as, um, you know, thing, foods you tend to go for, sweet things, spicy things, right. or yeah, just some something similar. And I think this is different because we're looking at, well, the birthday, but if you wanted to do the Chinese medicine equivalent, it would be similar questions, but maybe you would be more broken down into, are you ying yang or you know mm. do you run hot or cold are you more damp it's less characterized into three buckets it's right. just knowing that maybe your body tends to run more hot or maybe you're like a ying yang combo which can be quite complicated but um <laughs> wow yeah. i guess i'm kapha are you i don't know i'm just looking at this little grid so kapha is like energy of lubrication and structure cold heavy wet static dull dense and then I'm just by process of elimination, I'm going to have to go with that one. And then Pitta is energy of transformation, hot, sharp, oily, light, mobile, smooth. I don't know what these things mean. I am Vata. And then Vata is um, but then like, I don't know, how often should you check your dosha? Like, do you need to recalibrate? Like, so Vata is energy of movement, dry, cold, light, rough, mobile, subtle. You think you're Vata? I mean, right? based on other profiles that I have filled yeah. out in the past, it has to do with, again, like your, your sleep quality. Do you tend to run like anxious or, you know, on the opposite extreme? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I run anxious. It has to do with your digestion, all that stuff. I'm pretty mm-hmm. classic Vata. Yeah, there are other like indicators here too, but there's so much overlap in all yes. of these worlds. So yeah. it's like, 
there are some through lines and then I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just like speaking three different languages, mm-hmm. but right. about kind of the same which, thing. Which is why I wanted to start Sun for Soul because it is just using Chinese herbs. And I've seen other brands come out with products that may include Chinese herbs, Chinese medicinal herbs, and also Ayurvedic medicinal herbs. And I feel like that's not the best, unless you know, or unless you're consciously, well, Sun for Soul, I want to in- encourage conscious consumption of what you're taking and being really true to one area if that is what you would like to do. Because sometimes you may contraindicate mm. some of the right. remedies that you're taking. And if you are running more hot, you're taking a hot Indian herb and then you're taking a hot Chinese thing. And now you're like super hot and you're all of a sudden getting <laughs> your period three times a month. Like what's going on? So right. I think that those it's really important to be very, very mindful of what you're taking and not just to like grab any herb off the shelf right. because someone... Well, and I it. think that that is kind of a risk that we're running right now is that it's amazing how much information is available to people, but it also, the dark side of that is people really begin to like self-diagnose and then yeah. they just kind of, like you're saying, sort of cherry pick and say, oh, well, I have this according to, you know, this principle and I have this according to this one. So let me go to the store and just like buy all the things and take them all. And then you create that kind of perfect storm of right. three periods a month or whatever right, it's right. going to be. Well, I think people are looking at it now as like, well, from as far as I can tell, all of these things, whether it's Chinese herbs, Ayurvedic herbs, whatever adaptogens, they're all positive. They're all positive forces. So by that logic, isn't it just sort of like- More of a good thing. More of a good thing. Like why not just take them all? Like, mm. you know, probably doing more more good than, than harm. Right. I think that's kind of the- the logic that yeah. people are applying when they reach for something on the shelf right now. But you're saying that like, no, Chinese herbs are like their own category and they should not be blended with Ayurvedic herbs. They're just like different mm-hmm. languages. And you should get yeah. your recommendation from of a specialist. And, yeah. that, and because there are specific ways of blending them, the herbal remedies are so important and they balance each other in that exact way. So that's why the isolated herbs, if you think about this herbal regimen, it should never be one herb for whatever function. I guess maybe because vitamins go in a different way. The language that we understand vitamins, it's vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin this, and zinc. Um, And because they're isolated, maybe we want to understand herbs in the same way, but it's really looking at the body and the formula approach of the whole system. Right. Because I think even in talking about vitamins, people who have like a little bit more knowledge know that even vitamins work in combination, right? right. They're not just like, you know, D3 is good with K2. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're taking iron, you shouldn't eat dairy because it doesn't allow it to assimilate properly. So there, exactly. there is, you know, there is um, a specific combination and a way to like ingest these things. Mm-hmm. There's like a logic to it. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, people just see the more the better. Yeah, which is why the body mapping exercise, I wonder if... People really like to do that because just having one week of seeing your understanding your body and right. you know the food, the sleep, stress. So how do I map my body? Will you map me, Erica? I will totally map your body. I mean, I feel like just being very, <laughs> very aware. Maybe having like a an evening routine. I really, I just recently started restarted my evening routine, mm. just checking in with myself and seeing, okay, today, what did my day look like? Um, what did I check in at all? Did, when did, did I eat lunch? And or when did I eat lunch? Am I eating lunch at the same time every day? What What did I have for breakfast? Um, before I go to sleep, I always do an exercise of reversing. So I close my eyes and I go backwards in what I did, just to kind of 
you know, like Ooh, 10 second reset. As like a meditation. That's really yeah. nice. And sometimes you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that snack call that I had with my friend. I totally passed my mind. But because you're reversing, you remember you did that. Right. And it's a nice grounding exercise and also pulling yourself back in after a busy day. So that can be one Some body Some might also activity. take the bullet journaling approach, which is what I do. That way I have a log of everything that I did that day and what I ate and whatever. Yeah, it's you go down the rabbit hole with it. But I feel like whatever it takes to your point, like you do have to know what your baseline is because that's really the only way that you're ever going to be able to address whatever needs tweaking is to kind of understand like what you're bringing in the first place. So that kind of falls under this body mapping. Just for a week. Exercise for a week, right? Just just to see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. And I think one week is manageable for people just to see instead of thinking, oh my God, I have to create like a food blog for 30 days. And it's, yeah, something small. But it's also just a good moment to pause and sort of um, get back in touch with your physical body, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of being so chopped off at the head the entire day. Yeah. Forgetting that you even have a body. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, that's a fun exercise. I love that Mm -hmm. in meditation. Um, uh, Reversing. Yeah. Reverse tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I like reversing on Sundays in particular. I feel like that's like the weekly kind of just take stock. I don't know. I have like a Sunday night ritual that I really, it helps like, it just, it helps kind of shape the week ahead. And also, yeah, that reflection of like, okay, what, where did I go in my body this week? And how did it feel? And then what do you do with that information? You mean the reversing? Yeah. I think I just, Just, it's just nice to reflect and feeling, I mean, I think the act of reversing just grounds you and then resets you for the next day. And especially with so many busy schedules and everything, every day can just fly by. Your week will just fly by and you won't even realize what you did. And you feel like so reactionary the entire week. Like you're not taking a moment to say like, wait, hold on, slow down. Like Mm -hmm. I'm driving the bus here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, let me make some very, you know, proactive decisions Mm -hmm. and not just react to everything around me, Mm -hmm. which could happen very easily if you're, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on. Exactly. You just get lost in it. Yeah. How often do you do acupuncture treatments? It depends. Well, with my dad, I I used to do it once a week. But of course, when anyone goes to acupuncture, he recommends seeing people, seeing someone more intensely in the beginning. And then you kind of taper off your treatment because you're working on this long sustained solution for your body. Right. Um, but so you can do it as both kind of acute addressing an issue, but also as like a maintenance. Maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Maintenance. Great for, I mean, whenever I'm out of not sleeping so well because I'm anxious, I will go to him for something really basic. And after you, you always feel a little woo woo and you know that it's working because yeah. your body is like really. I always feel a little stoned when I go yeah. to acupuncture. I love it. <laughs> well, I love it because it's just, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, and even if it's placebo, great, but uh-huh. we all know it's not. Yeah. Um, but it's, there are some people who are just like, I don't understand what just happened. I mean, acupuncture is a challenging thing to explain for, sure. at least for like Western mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel, you know, I feel like clear and relaxed yeah. and There's calm. some magic that's real. It's some real magic. I'm not going to segue into this next question. I'm just going to say it. Um, can we talk about mushrooms now? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like another area now that seems to be getting a lot of, again, just in the wellness kind of community. Uh, it will it will reach the middle America soon enough. <laughs> but for the moment, it seems to be kind of a hot topic. And um, I just wanted to get your take on medicinal mushrooms, which technically are adaptogens. 
What's your opinion? What do they do? Should they be mixed with other things? And I know, you know, like Ayurvedic herbs, Chinese herbs, like, or yeah. should they really just be living on their own and, and be combining with other mushrooms? So from my father's experience, I, I know that he's pretty much, he's a fan of reishi, but he doesn't include it in his formulas necessarily. I don't, I mean, I, he never says don't take some, mush, don't take mushrooms. But whenever you're experimenting with your body, I think he always, and he also experiments with his own patients as well. Everyone's body is very different. If you're trying something, you know, try it for two or three days and then stop and then do it again, but make sure you're, you know, kind of monitoring it. The way I understand mushrooms is more in the food sense. So there are things like white fungus ear mushroom, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen. It's like a white pearly type of, um, it's a dehyde. So when it's when you buy it in the store, it's actually like, it looks like almost kind of like a sponge. It's very strange, mm. but it's crunchy. And then you soak it in water and then it slowly um, turns into like a gelatinous texture. Never and then you just- this. Yeah, and then you can just cook it with some dates, and it's actually really nourishing women's oh, um, energy incredible. formula. Yeah, and that's like a type of a yin food product. And it's not really in the same sense of like a chaga or a reishi or anything like this. It's right. more in the dehydrated food seen as a medicinal uh, component in the world of Chinese medicine to, to balance your yin. Mm-hmm. Um, other mushrooms like black ear fungus mushroom, which is also dehydrated, mm-hmm. but then uh, you soak it in water, it becomes this kind of filmy texture and then you can saute it with string beans. So certain for me, my, my mushroom use comes in these ways mm-hmm. as opposed to like another tonic or... Yeah. Right. Things like that. And are those two that you just cited examples, how easy are those to find in, I mean, like when I go to Chinatown, for example, you see these incredibly like just vast barrels full of dried mushrooms. And obviously I I never really know like what's what, and I don't tend to buy them just because I don't know how to kind of like navigate my way, but are those fairly common? Yeah. If you just, right. If you try, if you have a Chinatown, Mm -hmm. what I also wanted to work on with Sun for Soul is introducing prepackaged herbal dehydrated ingredients like these mushrooms or with the beans so that you can have these at home maybe for 2020. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. That's but a nice idea. That's real, like, want, I want to make these concepts and ingredients accessible to anyone that sure. does not have you know, a Chinatown right. and making it already ready for you so that you know this is your monthly, I don't know, women's balancing or this is your monthly blood balancing, things like that. And they would include mushrooms. And So you mentioned that, you know, for mushrooms and I would assume just anything in this world, you should, you know, try it for a few days and see how you feel and you kind of go from there. But isn't it true like how they work is this sort of like slow loading process? So it's like you do have to take it for quite some time, like ashwagandha and like a lot of medicinal mushrooms. Like you have to sort of build this load to actually feel the benefits of it. Is that true across the board? Because I know a lot of people will probably take these things for like one or two days and be like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. But it doesn't actually kick in that quickly. Like it's actually a practice and you have to consume it daily for quite some time. Definitely. And I think, but with so much 
product out there and it's everyone's rituals or time for ritual is so limited if you have yeah if you can try something for a month and you really want to try something yeah i would recommend doing it for some time and even that's why for my my father's patients he gives people herbal remedies for three weeks at least before mm-hmm. you start right. seeing some change and the change is meant to be foundational so right as long as you're maintaining um maybe even a three or four week remedy and seeing how it's adjusting you. I think the problem is still like, why mush- what, what is, what's wrong with your body that you need this m- mushroom regimen? Why do you need it? Mm-hmm. That's the first question mm-hmm. before going in, like buying these products. Do you feel like you need it? Or do you feel like you're not eating the right things? Or do you feel like something's ba- unbalancing you? Understanding your body first. I said brain fog. I want, I want, I want cognitive clarity and energy. Hmm. That's what I always want. Isn't that what everybody wants? I think that's what everybody wants. Well, that's a great thing to map, I think, in your journal food body mapping exercise. Yeah. Do you wake up with brain fog? And that's one of the reasons why I launched the Sun for Soul um, almond butter product because energy, the way Chinese medicine understands it is having enough chi to wake up and you're not with foggy brain. Right. It's literally one of the first things I say to people when I describe the product. It's, do you experience foggy brain? Do you have low energy? And mm-hmm. it's a totally different energy concept, you know, compared to like an energy drink or a quick fix. It's really building the foundation in your body to feel like really, okay, I'm I'm waking up and I feel great and I'm not like slow, lethargic. I need a cup of coffee to get me through. Like I'm just a bit slow today and that has to do with your sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But also are your organs like resting as well as they are? Mm -hmm. And are they, you know, maybe some are just not as easily um, recharging as they should. Yeah. So it's like putting them to sleep. Yeah. Well, I can say without reversing that... um, (laughs) You know, when I experience brain fog in the morning, when I feel like sluggish, it's definitely when you don't leave enough time between eating your last meal the night before and going to bed. So it's like the the closer you are, or at least for me, yeah. to eating um, when I go to bed, it's like I feel that so much in the morning because yeah, your it's organs like, are working overtime. Yeah, yeah, you just didn't give them proper rest to like cleanse and rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, happy to say that brain fog is actually not something that I suffer from. <laughs> I've got all sorts of other issues. Okay. <laughs> I feel clear-headed most of the time. What do you want? But I do. What do you want out of? Um, <laughs> if I have it, it's actually in the afternoon for me. Like mornings are not a problem for me. I like No, mornings up. aren't a b- problem for me either. Yeah. I would say it's just but general. you drink your coffee in the morning. You drink like, you like your caffeine in the morning. I do, but even without, like before I drink coffee, it's like I've got two hours of yeah. like, pretty like fast moving, like fast paced stuff that I do, which is just like getting two kids up, dressed, ready, like making all their food. Like I do that at a frantic pace before I even have coffee. (laughs) So it's not like I need coffee to like get out of bed or like start going. I just like it because it, it, for me, like when I sit down to work and start to think, I feel like it gives me like a little bit of like a sharper, like, okay. Mm -hmm. Sense, like like cognitive benefit there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, so what is your, what are you struggling with most for my, like for my wish list for my, yeah, I wanted, I want, I want just like the superpower of cognitive function. Yeah. I mean, I, well, nobody's going to say they don't want like higher cognitive function, but I think also, I guess I don't necessarily associate like brain fog. They're not binary to me. Like cognitive, high cognitive function is not the opposite of brain fog. It's more just like, oh yeah. I would just like to, you know, I like the idea of being able to think 
quickly, like more quickly. Um, and then also, I mean, I'm always just looking for like a little bit more like Zen and, you know, stillness. I feel like my brain just clicks all the time. It doesn't necessarily click in an efficient way. <laughs> it's just constantly like, which is why I don't sleep that well. But I sleep better now than, and I, than I did because I started magnesium glycinate like a year ago and it made such an enormous difference. Like I've never... It's yeah. That's sleep is really. I mean, yeah. I think just the accumulation of restlessness with sleep can cause a lot of things down the future. And I think it's understanding how you can again knowing that your body is this. It's great that you guys even know are aware of it. We check in because a lot of people (laughs) are just like like just you know (laughs) trying to navigate themselves and not really sure why they're dealing with certain things. But hey, did you realize that you're not sleeping enough? Like sleep, I think, is one of the biggest um, problems. And there are a lot of routines, I think, that can be um, used to help you, you know, reverse or get a little more ready for sleep, having rituals. I'm all about rituals, but making sure you have the time for it. I know it's not realistic, maybe if you're traveling, to always have these rituals. But one thing that you do a day just to reset you, I think is really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... What do we want to go into? Uh, don't worry, this snoring dog over here is not being, <laughs> it's not being picked up on the, on these headsets. We've, we've tested this yeah, before. Okay. Yeah. So it's don't think that like, my brain. Don't think that, like <laughs> you're like, great. There's going to be a, a snoring sound for the entirety of my Amazing. interview. It's great. <laughs> no, it's just lodged in my brain. <laughs> That's why I have brain fog. Um, so what is your I mean you sound like you're so tuned into your own body and um, know how to kind of like tweak and like pull all these different levers which is uh, I'm like so envious of that Um, but what are your guilty pleasures what are your like I don't know. What, if you're just going to go for like just total out of balance. Whole hog, total like, out of balance. I mean, crazy. And totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, I think it's probably just too much drinking in one evening, too many margaritas, and you're really dying the next day. You're, you're dehydrated. Your stomach is all out of whack. Yeah, I just, I know like when to cut myself off yeah. or what I need to do the next day. I think yeah, just being with friends and going like enjoying myself and not feeling guilty. I think a lot of wellness practices, you know, we need to be perfect in right. every single thing that you do. I totally don't agree in that. I think knowing how to rebalance yourself when you need to, right. you know, that's really you just know what's in your toolkit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that answer. It's yeah. definitely um another way it's, of being well. Yeah, it's enjoying honest, your life. And it's yeah. real and yeah, enjoy your life. <laughs> right. and don't feel guilty if like one margarita too many is exactly. All right. It's reversible. All right. I like that answer. This has been super interesting and informative and yeah. exciting. And I'm excited to um go straight to <laughs> the element test as soon as I get to my computer. Yes. Okay, can you just do a quick read on my tongue? Okay. What are you looking at? Okay, so right now there are three things that you look at. You look at the the shape. So is it skinny or is it wide? Then you look at the color and is it red or is it pale? And then you look at are the are there any cracks? Your tongue is actually not. It's not too um, extreme in the in the white to red imbalance. So if you see like a really big red line around it, that means you're hot. It's considered uh, okay. one of the classifications of either hot or cold. You're considered hot. So maybe you want to, you know, eat more watermelon or cucumbers or drink chrysanthemum tea and don't eat fried foods and don't eat any spicy curries and things like that. But 
the crack could be a little bit of indigestion. Indigestion? Yeah. Okay. And so you should also do this not after you eat. Like, uh, sorry. You have to wait at least 30 minutes after you eat to look at your tongue. So it's usually best in the morning when you wake up before you brush your teeth. No tongue and scraping. You've got all that fun gunk Yeah, gunk you're all like, over that's it. like the real… That's the real um, deal. Yeah. That's the honest look. Yeah. All right. What okay. White. So you have a little bit of coating in the back. It's not… It's also okay. Maybe a little bit of dampness. But… Was I damp? <laughs> wait. Was I damp too? No. Not really. Not so much dampness. I'm but- damper than you. Yeah, but also it's it's like the color balance is okay. And you see there's also like a bit of shininess. So that means it's, it's okay. But also a little bit of cracking. So maybe some digestion, but mm. not so intense. I would say you guys are pretty, it's okay. It's, We're it's not good. You're, you're good. In, tongue twins. <laughs> tongue health is so good. So usually everyone, when they look at my tongue, they're like, you have, you have to build your blood. You have to build your blood. Well, it's because like, it's light. The color is lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stagnant and I need to eat a steak. You may... <laughs> Basically yeah, you basically, the- you probably need, I mean, also cinnamon or, you know, star anise. Those are great blood circulation mm-hmm. spices. Um, also, a dookie beans and red. If you go to Chinatown and you get these like huge red dates, they're dried. But then if you soak them um, and make like a, a dookie bean porridge, mm, that, that's like a really delicious. great, add some honey that does or sound maple. Good. I'm right. to take a field trip to I, yeah. I feel like there's like, some fun stuff to things. go foraging And then for. For, for dampness, you can get… So in, in Chinese, it's a different word. But in the English uh, barley name, it's I think Jobs Tears. Okay. Or crock seeds, C-R-O-I-X seeds. And they're like a white barley that's really great for relieving dampness. And my mom just makes a porridge of this all the time and she has it on the stove. Barley and porridge sounds yeah, magical. But like barley and there's um, a thing called fox nut, which is a Chinese herb. But um, they like, such like their names are so yeah, much more, so much better. <laughs> I like so our much names better. are just so it's boring. Nut. Fox, yeah. um, fox nuts and then a dookie bean. Like these three beans, if you just make a equal, Add equal portions of it and make, you know, put it in your pressure cooker or something and make it ahead of time. Leave it for three days. And I'm it's totally like a really, this. yeah. I love it. it's My husband and I like to go to Chinatown for like fun ingredients anyway. Cool. So I'll just add this to the list. Yeah. All right. I'll text you when I get, when I get <laughs> yeah. there. Get, get let your me know. Shopping list. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been like just super fun chatting with you. Awesome. Thank yeah. You. Thanks and for best having of me. luck. And we'll send everybody to sunforsoul.com. And, yeah. Um, get some of those delicious butters. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at hdwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.